The Weekly Charge, a podcast for kids and families where we take a little time to charge as we plug in, power up, and press on with Christ. Monday Thursday, Part 2 of Creation Speaks, The Rocks Cry Out. Hello, everyone. I'm Jen Miller. And I'm Pastor Ben. Welcome to The Weekly Charge, a podcast by the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman team. This is the second in a series of episodes that explores the events that happened around one of the most important holidays Christians celebrate, Easter. Last time, we looked at what happened on Palm Sunday when Jesus entered the city of Jerusalem. But we heard the story from a different perspective as we imagined how this story might have been told from a rock who was on the side of the road when Jesus came by on the donkey. This week, we're still going to look at our story asking the question, what if rocks could talk? What kinds of things would they have seen and heard? So just like last time, we want you to remember, the rocks who are talking are imaginary, of course, but the story they're telling is a real story from history. The things Jesus said and did are real. But we hope that by using our imagination to tell the story, you just might learn something new about a story you may have heard before. So for now, Let's use our imaginations as we meet some new friends who live in a yard or a field or a park not too far away from you and me. Rochester, oh Rochester, we're here. Hey there, Ferris. Hello there, Tara. Good to see you. Good to see you. Is Flint here yet? He said he'd be here on time. Not yet. Not yet. He'll be here. I'm sure of it. We, we hope, hope so. so. Well, well, hello, young ladies. How are you this fine, fine morning? We're, we're good. good. Are you Rochester's friend? Are you the storyteller we were invited to hear? <laughs> well, yes, that I am. Ferris and Tara, may I introduce you to Griselda? Another friend from my days when I lived near Jerusalem. Oh, are you old too? Old? (laughs) Maybe, but I'm young at heart where it counts. I've been traveling the world since I was just a wee little pebble, looking for adventure, stopping here, stopping there, enjoying the sights and sounds, and collecting stories to tell youngsters like you. You have a story? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But it's not for my adventures. No, Rochester invited me because he knew I had a story from a dark, dark night when a terrible, terrible thing happened. A terrible, horrible, no good, very bad night. I'm here. I'm here. Late again. Well, sorry. It's not my fault. I was coming down the valley and got stuck behind a turtle, and he was following a snail. But you promised you'd be here on time. It's true. I heard you. You're here now, Flint. I want you to meet Griselda, my my friend and a storyteller. Hello, ma'am. Ma'am, he calls me. (laughs) I like you, young man. Is your story a people story? I can't stand people stories. I'm sorry, unless it's a people story about Jesus. Did you know he was a people, but he was also God? Isn't that interesting? It blows my mind to think about. I mean, I knew God was amazing because he created everything and he's loving and all that stuff, but he actually lived on earth as a people. I don't know why he would do such a thing. I mean, people are not good, and they make a mess out of everything. They destroy stuff, and they hurt things, and they even destroy and hurt each other. Why would God want to become a people? Oh, oh, so many questions. Too many questions. (laughs) Now, now, dear ones, your friend Flint is asking some very, very good questions. Because he's right. 
people have made a huge mess of things. They started making a mess of things in the very beginning. A huge mess. Very huge mess. That's why the world is like this. You see, humans can do lots of things that rocks and animals and plants and dirt and water can't do. Unfortunately, one of those things is sin. What's What's that? that? Now who's asking questions? Sin is making a choice not to follow God. Sin is choosing to do things God has said should not be done. And the first people that God created, they disobeyed God, and sin has been in the world ever since. I knew there was a reason I didn't like people very much. Well, now, Flynn, you have to remember that God loves people a lot. He likes that people sin? Oh, he hates sin, young man, but he loves people. While I was traveling around the world way back in the old days, I saw Jesus, and there were some people who did some bad things. But amazingly, he still loved them. Want to hear about it? Of course. A Jesus story? Yes, please. Well, the people around this place where I had stopped to stay a bit called the place Gethsemane. It was an orchard. A nice, quiet place with lots of trees. Very easy to get privacy. It was quiet, and I liked it. I'd been there a while, and I'd seen Jesus come there with his 12 friends a few times. They'd come and they'd pray. It was a nice place for that. This time when they came, I heard them talking about some things that Jesus had said and done that they didn't exactly understand. First, they ate a feast together. Eating. Another strange thing people do. (laughs) Not just people. All living things eat. But for people, eating together is special. And Jesus turned this meal into something more special. He told them that the bread they were eating would be like his body. Just like the bread was broken, his body would be broken. And he said that the wine they drank would be like his blood, which would be shed for them. What's What's that that mean? mean? Remember that sin I talked about? Breaking God's laws or commands means there needs to be consequences. Jesus was saying that he would take the consequences of people's sins. What? Really? But people don't deserve that. They're the ones doing the bad things, not Jesus. (laughs) You got that right, pal. Which proves my point. God loves people. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, listen, maybe it will make more sense. So he said that the bread and wine should make people remember, but his friends had no idea what they were supposed to remember. They kept talking about things he said that they didn't understand. Like Like what? Well, he told them that they would all fall away from him. Yeah, because they're people. You know what I say about people. We know. One of them, his name was Peter, which means rock. Maybe I could like him. He said that he would never fall away and that he would die before he left Jesus. Yeah, I like this guy. But Jesus told him that before the rooster crowed, Peter would deny that he even knew Jesus. Uh, okay, maybe not. So Jesus left most of his friends on one spot and then asked Peter and his two friends to come deeper into the orchard. He told them, my soul is so filled with grief, I feel like I could die. Pray here. His friends sat in a spot right near me, and Jesus went off a little further away. Jesus prayed. He knew he had to do something that would be very difficult. I think he even talked to God to see if he could not do it. But then he said to God, do what you want, not what I want. He got up and went to the three friends, and they were sleeping. He said, couldn't you stay awake for one hour? Wake up. Pray that you would not fall into temptation. He went away to pray again, and they fell asleep again. If I could talk in the human way, I would have yelled at them to wake up, but I couldn't. So he came back to them and woke them up and asked them to pray. And then they did it again. But this time when he woke them up, he pointed at some men who were coming into the orchard. He told them to get up because a friend was coming to betray him. 
The men who were coming were following one of Jesus' friends. Well, he had been one of Jesus' friends. They all had weapons, and they were coming to take Jesus away. The man was named Judas, and he came to Jesus and said, Greetings, teacher! And he kissed Jesus. What's a kiss? Well, a kiss is something that people do to show that they like someone or that they love someone. There are different kinds of kisses. Uh, A mother kisses her child one way, and a husband kisses his wife another way. And in that place, back then, a friend would kiss his friend in another way. So Judas walked up to Jesus just like he was a friend, but then he was going to give Jesus to the other men who were going to take him away? You got it. That's awful. Yes, but Jesus, he knew what was going on. He knew what the men were there to do. And he said to Judas, Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? Yeah, good for him. Son of man? I thought he was the son of God. He was both, you two. Both? Both? It's true. It's true. I don't understand how, but he was man and God at the same time. The creator came to be like the creation. But do you know the one difference Jesus had as a person from the other people? No sin? That's what I was going to say. Well, that's right. Anyway, the men moved to take Jesus and Peter. That guy? What did he do to mess up this time? Peter grabbed a sword and attacked one of the men trying to take Jesus. He attacked and cut off the man's ear. Oh, wow. So he didn't mess up, huh? I'll let you decide, because you know what Jesus did next? What? He told Peter to put the sword away. Then he picked up the ear and put it right back on that man's head and healed it, so it was like he'd never been wounded in the first place. I don't get it. Jesus had every reason not to like those people. I mean, this guy was Jesus' enemy, but he helped the guy? Yes, sirree, Bob. And then he let the men arrest him. They took him away and all the other friends of Jesus who were there? They ran away. He just let them take him away? But they probably wanted to hurt him. You're right. You're right. They totally did. But he had so much power. He could heal that guy, but he could also fight them and get away from them. But he told Peter not to fight? Why? Why would he go along with them? I told you, pal. God loves people a whole lot. Yeah, I don't understand how he could love them so much. You ain't seen nothing yet, kiddo. Wait till you find out what happened next. What happened next? Well, uh, wait a minute. It... Did you hear that? Yeah? It was just some geese. Oh, not just any geese. I was following them up north, trying to keep up with them. I'd never been too far north before. I gotta go, kids. Thanks, Griselda. Thanks. Appreciate you stopping by to tell the kids your story. <laughs> don't you mention it. I'll be back sometime. Maybe in a decade or two. How's that sound? But we'll be old by then. (laughs) Old? You're only as old as you want to be. Thanks, Griselda. Later, friends. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry I was late, Rochester. Flint, it's okay. I wish you would get here on time, but we're still buddies, even when you don't. I'm glad I didn't miss anything. This Jesus is like the best people ever. I can't figure out why he'd still do good things for people who weren't good to him. Sometimes it is hard to understand, Flint. Sometimes it is. When will we be visited by another storyteller? I'm not sure, Ferris and Tara, but I will let you know as soon as I know. I'll let you know as soon as I know. Before Jesus was arrested was a special time for the Jewish people. They had some special meals that they ate to remember special events when God had helped them. 
Then Jesus had the disciples take the first communion. Like those special meals, communion is a time when we remember what Jesus did for us. We eat bread, which is for us to remember his body. And depending on the church, we drink a wine or a juice to remember his blood. In our church, it's juice, but these are meant for us to remember what Jesus did for us. And what did he do that we are to remember? Paul says it perfectly when he says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, Jesus didn't die for us because we are perfect people. And he doesn't love us because we are perfect people. No, he died for us while we were still sinners because he loves us. He loved us even when we were sinners. And in the next two episodes, we're going to talk about Good Friday and Easter Sunday and explore even more about why Jesus died for us. But for now, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, we want to remind you to charge. Plug in and connect with Christ. Power up and become like Christ. And press on by being like Christ in the world. This story can be found in Luke chapter 22, Creation Speaks, The Rock Cry Out Part 2, Monday Thursday featured your host, Jen Miller and Pastor Ben. Rochester was Ben Avery. Ferris and Tara were Laurel and Amelia Avery. Tim Avery played the part of Flint. And Griselda was played by Pam Avery. Written, directed, and produced by Ben Avery. Weekly Charge is a production of the Napanee Missionary Church Kidman Department. You can find out more at nmc.church. You can find this podcast at nmckidman.com. I'm Pam, and as always, thanks for listening.